The following is a hoop ball presentation. What up? What up? What up, hoop ballers? And welcome to another edition of DFS Today. I am your host, Santino Cocon. Be doing this one solo for you, and we have a whopper, a triple whopper supreme with all the works of a slate for you here tonight. A 13 gamer, pretty much anyone that plays basketball is on this slate tonight. Uh, surrounded by two, three game slates on Tuesday, last night and uh, tomorrow. It's it's a big one. We've got a lot of news to sort through. Uh, we're doing this early. We don't have all that news yet. So keep an eye on that because value in this slate is what we're looking for uh, because pretty much everybody's in play on the top. Uh, we only have a few teams that are not playing tonight. So keep an eye on the news. See if there's any value that hits late. And we'll touch on it. Uh, usually, these long slates tend to be a long podcast. Uh, so to knock it down, what I'm going to try and do is just tell you who I like. Uh, and try and make it quick. Let you know what to do. Uh, because this is, again, this is a whopper of a slate. But we will start out with the first game on the docket. There's two games kicking, tipping off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. First one on DraftKings, we see the Washington Wiz- Wizards. Traveling to Cleveland to take on the Cavs. We have a 215 game total, which, yes, on a slate like this, it's not the lowest. Uh, the highest on the slate that we see so far, things change obviously, is 226 and a half. 215, sort of in the middle of the pack. We have a couple 213s, uh, 14s, a couple 211s, 12s. Uh, 215s right in the middle of the pack here. Uh, but the Wizards are three point road favorites in this one. We have on the Wizards side of the ball, Davis Bertans, Thomas Bryant, both out. Uh, and Rui is still out. He's not with the team yet. Or he's back with the team, just not in shape to play at the moment. On the Cavs, we have Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkinen, Kevin Love all out. And Isaac Okoro is questionable, though he is expected to return in this one. Start with the Wizards. Uh, and this, surprisingly, when you see these two teams, you're like, ooh, Going to be a lot of bad defense, a lot of scoring. Uh, Surprisingly, they're both in the top 12 in defensive points against. Uh, They're both in the bottom 12 in in pace, bottom 10 in pace here. Uh, This is not your standard run-of-the-mill Washington Wizards squad to begin the year, and it's not your standard run-of-the-mill Cleveland Cavaliers squad, which we've come to love and respect without whenever LeBron James is not there. Uh, These are two totally different squads to start the year off. it's going to be a slower game. It's going to be a more defensive-oriented game. Um, and it's a game that I'm not particularly in love with on a 13-game slate here. Uh, but I don't mind taking a look at some of these guys. Some of those guys will be um, I still looking at uh, Caldwell Pope at 4,400. I think that's a solid value as of right now. And uh, Denny Advia, he's playing Minutes in the high 20s. There's no Bertans right now. He's playing minutes in the high 20s, and he only costs 3,300. Um, he has 20, or he has no less than 19.25 fantasy points in his last three games, and 26 minutes in his last three games. Um, that's value. Uh, we're talking about a huge slate, a guy that you can plug in at 3,300. That's pretty solid value right there. Um, as far as the upper part of the roster. Um, there's some solid matchups here in with with Dinwiddie. Um, you have Beal, obviously. I'll probably go somewhere else. But you have Dinwiddie. You have Kuzma, Hero playing pretty solid. Gafford, um, probably not going to go at it with uh, what we expect to be a slower-paced game, uh, more defensive-oriented than we're used to with these two teams. So probably leave it alone with so much, uh, so many teams on this slate. I think uh, Advia is my favorite. Caldwell Pope is a solid play. If I had to pick one of those a little more expensive mid-tier guys, I would go with Kuzma. I think the matchup is solid for him to take advantage of. I'll be seeing a lot of Evan Mobley, the rookie. Uh, there's no marketing as backup, um, and they can put him at the three sometimes as well. So that's where I would look, but pretty much not not many guys there. 
on the other side of the ball, um, we have some things to think about. So Jared Allen at 7,500 now. He's going up and up and up and up, and it is well-deserved. The front court matchup uh, for this is where you can attack the, the Wizards uh, with both Mobley and uh, Jared Allen. I prefer Jared Allen at 500 more. I just think he's a lot safer. He's been more consistent, uh, especially the last four games, just dominating rebounds on the glass there and scoring either upper teens or uh, mid-20s. So very good there. And he's not even getting the blocked the block shots that we think. Uh, we could expect like two per game from him usually. So there's still room for improvement there. Uh, Jared Allen is the guy I'd prefer over Mobley. Though obviously Mobley's, Mobley's more exciting. Um, and then moving on to Ricky Rubio, I think he's going to be played a lot in this one. Pretty solid matchup here. Um, 5,200. We know that Colin Sexton is out for this one. So Rubio is likely to draw the start. And he's been uh, fantastic. He's not going to have another 37-point, 10-assist game like he did in the last one, drop 61 fantasy points. But you can uh, you should expect to see 30 to 35 minutes. You should expect to see eight-plus assists. Um, you know he has a penchant for steals. Uh, and he probably should get in the double-digit point range, um, mid-teens there. And at 5,200, that is a lot of uh, a lot to like there. Uh, so I prefer him over Darius Garland at, at a $1,400 price difference. And I think Ricky Rubio is going to be highly owned here uh, for good reason. Isaac Okoro is another guy. He's coming back. They're expecting him to play. He might draw the start. Uh, there's not going to be any Lori Markkinen to start at small forward. So they could start both Rubio and Okoro in this one. And while I don't love the slower-paced matchup, 4K again for a guy who could play 30 minutes if he's healthy enough, uh, really solid there. Um, and that kind of dings a little, the little bit of uh, the last Jedi who's been playing pretty well. But those are the guys I'd be looking at. I think Allen, Rubio, easily the highest, and Okoro if you need a flyer. All right, jumping on to the other game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Brooklyn Nets traveling to Orlando to take on the Magic. Uh, we have a 212 game total, and the Nets are nine point road favorites. On the injury report, we have Nick Claxton and Kyrie Irving as out for the Nets. Markel Fultz, Michael Carter Williams, Etwan Moore, Jonathan Isaac, uh, the Staples on the injury report for the Magic. All right. For the Nets, uh, we start off with the big guy. He's not even <laughs> in the top five of priced on this slate, uh, which is saying something at 10-9, and Kevin Durant. Um, this is going to be a weird matchup to think about. The Magic have been playing a lot better than people expected. They keep coming in as big favorites, even when they're at, I mean, big underdogs, even when they're at home. But they've played pretty well. They just upset the Jazz. Uh, they've been doing really well there. So can you expect a blowout? Probably not. But is it likely? Possibly. I mean, uh, they still are the Magic. So who exactly knows if they'll keep this one close. But they've been playing a lot better than normal. KD is definitely uh, in play as, as usual. Probably not going to go hard. And i just rather pay the, the 300 more to go to KD. He's been playing a lot better uh, to start this year. Harden's starting around a little bit more into form, but KD's just much safer to pick to play when they're virtually the same price tag. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge, forty-two hundred, had himself a big game in the last one. What am I going back to that? He's not playing a ton of minutes, but he's been hit or miss on production uh, when he is playing. So that is something to take into account on tournament games. Uh, he put up thirty-three in the last one, nearly thirty-four. Uh, the game before that, 0 for 3 shooting in 18 minutes. The game before that, 6 of 9 shooting. And then 4 of 8, 7 of 8, 10 of 16. Uh, so he's kind of hit or miss. And in tournaments, 4,200, we can take that, especially with an exploitable front court here against the Mavs, or uh, Magic. Um, and that's probably it. I think they're like Bruce Brown, uh, Patty Mills, you can take shots at them. Maybe Blake Griffin, you can take shots at them. But uh, in a big slate like this, I'll probably play it a little bit safer uh, on this on this side of the ball, just in case it is a blowout and those veterans aren't playing. Bruce Brown would play, but the other guys wouldn't get a ton of run there, uh, which would hurt you in tournaments. On the other side of the ball, the Magic 
again, they've been playing much better than we would have uh, expected. Already have a few wins under their belt. And Cole Anthony is one of the most improved players on the year so far. Uh, at 7700 it's a price tag that's slight, it's it's a little bit higher than, than I want to take there. Um, can he beat it? Yeah, he just did last game. Uh, but do I want to pay 7-7 seven, seven for it? Um, even in a good matchup, I, I'm going to shy a, little, a bit away from that. Mo Bamba is now the third price, highest priced guy on the on this team. Uh, he's dropping down a little bit in the minutes sometimes. Uh, last game he only played 23 in a seven-point win. Um, he hit under 30 two games before that. So he's dropping down to earth than the big Bamba that we saw before, even though his blocks and his rebounds and stuff are staying fairly consistent. I'm probably going to lean away from him. Wendell Carter Jr. I'm playing a lot better, but um, probably going to lean away from him as well. I think you can go there, but I'm not 100% comfortable. Uh, Jalen Suggs and Chuma Okeke are two guys that I'm looking at. 40, uh, Suggs' price tag is is pretty good. I know he's been inconsistent from the floor, inconsistent shooting the ball, but 4,400 for a guy in this type of matchup. Uh, he could see 30-plus minutes in this one. I think I, I don't mind taking chances at him, uh, even though his shooting percentage is just bad. Uh, I get that. He's shooting thirty not under 31% from the field, uh, but he does have that upside if some of those shots start falling, so I will take some chances on that. Uh, he is getting double-digit shot attempts in every game, uh, pretty much one game that he didn't. So that is good news to me. He just has to make a couple, and this is a defense that he can make a couple on, so... I will take some shots there. And Okiki, I uh, just got to see about his minutes. They're starting to create the last three of the last four games he's played. Uh, he's had 20 or more minutes. Um, that's not enough to to bring back big value here, but we can see if that starts changing. Now he has five games under his belt. This will be his sixth game. Uh, it might be time for them to start ramping it up a little bit, but we shall see because they still have – Wagner playing there. They still have those those two big towers there. Um, we'll see what happens with Okiki. He's just more of a keep an eye on him. Uh, but Jalen Suggs is the one guy that I'll, I'll be taking chances on here um, in hopes that some of those shots that he's been gunning start to fall. And RJ Hampton is another guy to keep an eye on at 3,200. I've been playing pretty well, but um, not a guy that I'll, I'll build around. All right, the other game. We have another game at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. One of three. That is the Toronto Raptors traveling to Boston to take on the Celtics. We have a 2.12 game total, and the Celtics are two-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have um, Ken Burke is ruled out for this one. Uh, they list him as doubtful on the official injury report, but they already said he's going to miss the next two games. Then we have Yuta Wontanabe out. And then on the Celtics side of the ball, we have um, Jalen Brown is out and Peyton Pritchard is available now. We'll start with the Raptors. Um, one of the best defensive teams in the league to start the year. They're giving up the fourth least amount of points. Uh, their pace is playing slow and all the metrics are saying that this team is close to where they were a couple of years ago on the defensive side of the ball, uh, if not Slightly better. They're playing fantastic basketball right now on that side. And they just got Siakam back last game. Um, Siakam might not play on the back-to-back that they have tomorrow. So maybe he gets uh, a full complement of minutes here, which will be nice for owners. Uh, 8,300, though, uh, it's it's a tough pill to swallow in his second game back. He only played 25 in that first one. They did lose by 13, uh, so they didn't have to rush him, but... Uh, if he's not even going to get 35 minutes, 8,300 on a slate like this, even against a defense defensive team that um, is bottom six in the league, it's something that you can't I can't swallow there. I would rather just go to a Van Vliet or an OG. Uh, even Scotty Barnes at 6'9 has, has been really solid. I think those three guys are, are definitely in play if you want to take some. Um, probably more OG and, and Barnes. Uh, Van Vliet's going to see a ton of Marcus Smart, though. He's been decent in that um, matchup historically. Then you got Gary Trent Jr., 5,600. That's a guy who's been playing a lot better lately. Um, We've been seeing he he still played 36 minutes in that last game. 
Uh, that's a, that's the kind of run that we're we're hoping for if we're going to play him, even when Siakam is back. Uh, we also saw Siakam start at the five, so they could slide him and keep everybody in there. Um, that's something to keep an eye on. That hurts Boucher and uh, Precious's value, even though Burke is out. Uh, Siakam's starting at the five again. That's something to think about, but he might not because we know the Celtics play big, so I'm expecting one of Precious or Boucher to start, likely Precious. Boucher is just still in the doghouse. Um, but if we get the confirmation that one of them is going to start, which I would definitely expect, think you can take your GPP chances on both of them. Uh, we know the type of upside Boucher has, and in this matchup against uh, two-center lineup pretty much, he's probably going to have to have 15 minutes in this one. Um, and Precious will should start and get 25 or so minutes. Um, he played 27 in the last one, even though he came off the bench. It's going to be two two solid price tags. 4100 for Precious, 36 for Boucher. Precious is, has a safer floor. Boucher has the higher upside. Uh, I will take chances on both of them in different lineups. Uh, more so Precious because we know that he's not in the doghouse. He has a safer role, um, and his production has been steady. But Boucher is that type of guy that could win a tournament if if he gets the type of minutes that he could potentially see in a matchup like this. Um, on the other side of the ball, we have no Jalen Brown, so we have a lot of Jason Tatum. Uh, Jason Tatum hasn't, outside of last game, uh, he's been playing down. Uh, 10 points, 14 points, 20 points outside in the last three before the last game. Uh, not the greatest shooting overall. Um, something is wrong. He's only shooting 39, under 40% from the field on the year. 32% from three. He's only shooting 75% from the free throw line, too. Uh, just something is off with them. And without Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart freaked out that both these guys don't want to pass the ball. They know that they're going to take all the shots, but they don't want to pass the ball. Um, at 10-4 on a slate like this against this defense, I'm going to have to pass on Tatum. Um, pretty much not going to play a ton of these guys. It's just a tough matchup, and they're not playing great to begin with. Al Horford is a little priced up, even though uh, he's pretty much the second option now. But uh, I'm going to leave most of the Celtics alone until they show me that they can play better together. It's just not not been a fun start to the season for them. Uh, Marcus Smart at 5,400 would be one of the few guys that I take, because you know he has a ton of minutes in his belt. Uh, he's averaging a whopping 35 per game this year. At 5,400, that's a pill I can swallow but I don't feel comfortable about it. I won't feel comfortable about most of these guys. Uh, Rob Williams would like to play him. Um, he kind of hasn't been as good. The first couple games of the season, he was playing great. Uh, and then it kind of dwindled down a little bit. But again, 5,800 is a price tag I can swallow. Don't feel super comfortable about it, but I can swallow it in hopes that um, he brings back one of those really good rebounding and defensive type of games. Uh, but I'm not going to have too much exposure to the Celtics. All right, jumping on over to the next game at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, we have the Detroit Pistons taking on the Houston Rockets in a battle of the low-seed games. Um, on the over-under, we have a 2-11 game total with the Rockets. How many times are you going to say this this year? But the Rockets as two-point home favorites. Uh, probably won't say that too many times. And on the injury report, we actually don't have any for either team at the moment. Uh, they both look to be fully healthy. Uh, they didn't submit one. Killian Hayes should be questionable for this one. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. should be questionable for this one. But on the official injury report, they don't have one. Take that as you will. But those two guys are questionable heading into this. We'll start with the, the piston side of the ball. Um, good matchup all around. Uh, Jeremy Grant at 7200 That's a price tag I can pay for. I've been talking about a lot of other people. Uh, he played a whopping 38 and 39 minutes in the last two. He only put up five points on 0 of 9 shooting against Brooklyn in that last game. I can expect a bounce back here. Uh, maybe not the 43-point explosion he did before that, but I, I think he's going to hit value here. It's a good matchup. Good, good matchup for him. Um, and at 7200 is not a price tag we need to totally shy away from here. Um, Olenek. Going back to Houston, where he played, he finished off last season at 5,800. 
Um, I think that's another good price tag. He hasn't. He, he's been splitting the the minutes with Isaiah Stewart, only playing twenty two uh, on the on the season, but fifty eight hundred in this type of matchup is pretty solid for him. Um, I do prefer Cade Cunningham two hundred dollars lower now that he's starting to get some confidence. Now that he's starting to uh, get some games under his belt, uh, he played over thirty minutes in the last two games. Took seventeen shots each in the last two games. Uh, though we only made 10 of those 34 shots, that's the type of volume volume that we want. That's the type of volume that we can expect for Cade going forward. And at 5,200, once those start, shots start to fall, that price tag is going to rise. Uh, it's still very, very cheap. Um, he would be my preferred option over Olenek, even though I think Olenek is pretty solid. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, if he was playing 30 minutes a night, would like him. But him splitting, uh, just not enough time. It's sort of like last year. Uh, but those two guys, Cunningham and Grant, are the two guys that I'm mainly looking at on this side of the ball. I think the price tags are nice to get. Uh, two mid-salary price tags, one on the higher end, one on the lower end, that we can attack and um, get some good stuff out of here. On the other side of the ball, we have the Rockets. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr.'s availability is something, obviously, we need to keep an eye on. Uh, if he doesn't play, that means some shaking and moving out there. Uh, Eric Gordon's going to get more ball handling responsibility. Jay Sean Tate's going to be a point forward. Uh, more of the offense is probably going to be revolved around Christian Wood making plays. Um, Jalen Green could start at point guard. Uh, a lot of options here. We could see uh, Armani Brooks start at point guard or DJ Augustine. Uh, it's got a lot of a lot of shaking and moving out here. Uh, Kevin Porter has been playing through his injury, so I'm expecting him to go. But uh, if he doesn't, changes a lot of things on this team. Uh, if he does, I think um, Aaron Eric Gordon at 4,500 is a guy I'm looking at. Uh, he's been taking a lot of shots uh, <clears throat> and playing near 30 minutes. I know he's not the best of names. Uh, he's an older vet on this young team. Uh, probably going to be traded at some point, but they're building his trade value. They're building Tice's trade value. 4,500 in a matchup like this, that's where I'll take some chances on him. Uh, and I mentioned Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate. I would prefer them more if Kevin Porter Jr. doesn't play. But if he, even if he does, I think they're both in play here um, in this type of matchup against a Detroit team that, while they don't play at the fastest pace, um, they're not like their their defense is middle of the pack. Uh, most of their statistic is middle of the pack, um, and they have been prone to give up a ton of points. And Houston plays at the second fastest pace in the league, so. Uh, there will be extra possessions, even though Detroit wants to slow the ball down. Right, and that's uh, that's pretty much it there. Uh, Christian Wood, you can take a look at, but I just don't like the ninety-two hundred dollar price tag. I did if he was still at eight, eight four, eight five, I would take a very hard look at him. But nine two on a slate that has thirteen games, uh, I'm going to pass on that one. All right, jumping on over to the last game at seven thirty Eastern Standard Time, we have a good one here with the Milwaukee Bucks traveling to the. New York to take on the Knicks uh, on the spread. We have a 218 game total, and the Knicks are one-and-a-half-point home favorites. Uh, we have the Bucks playing on the back end of a back-to-back. Um, so we'll see. We, they don't have an injury report as of yet. I would expect Chris Middleton, DiVincenzo, and Brooke Lopez uh, to sit once again, but that is not a given. On the Knicks side of the ball, we have Nerlens Noel, who left in the last game. Uh, he's questionable. Mitchell Robinson, who did not play in the last game, is questionable. We'll start with the Bucks. Uh, had a very nice win last night <clears throat> uh, against an undermanned Sixer squad, one by nine points. Uh, but we can still chalk what, what we're going to see here. Uh, Bobby Portis at 5'5". Five, five. His price tag jumped. Up only $100 from last night. Um, again, well in play. Last two games, he finally had his minutes not so restricted since he came back, and he's topped 44 points in both of those games. Uh, if he's okay to play on a back-to-back and has no restrictions, I don't see how he's not going to top this value again, um, especially since we might have Taj Gibson start at center. And uh, Jericho Sims is the backup if Nerlens Noel and 
Mitch Robb aren't playing. While they while Mitch Robb hasn't played great, um, it's still a, a bump in value there. Drew Holiday hasn't played up to the Drew Holiday that I've been um, expecting lately. But at 6,500, he's still another guy that you can attack. He's only shot 10 of 30 from the field in his last two games uh, since hitting that 30-minute mark after that first game that he came back from. Uh, and he's still putting up at an average of uh, 30 over 30 fantasy points a game. So there's still a lot to be had there. He's only shooting 30% in those two games, and he's averaging 30 fantasy points, in so a fantasy point per minute there uh, on bad shooting. So there's still meat left on the bone here, even in a tough matchup. I just think that price tag um, eventually, when he rounds into form, is going to be nice. Uh, and Grayson Allen at 5,100. Uh, this guy's just been on fire. All he's doing is he's gunning threes, gunning threes, but they're going in. Uh, he is shooting um, over 41% from three-point land this year, averaging 15.5 points per game. The last three games alone, 22, 19, and 25 points. Uh, then a, a dud before that, and before that, an 18-point game. He's grabbing some rebounds, stealing a lot of ball uh, balls, chipping in a little bit of assists. Uh, three straight games with over 32 fantasy points. He's on a mini heater, and one of those, and that uh, streak started against the Knicks, where he had his highest fantasy point total um, on the year. So, 5,100, another price tag that we can look at Grayson Allen for. I've uh, just been playing really, really well. Can take a look at Giannis. Um, I skipped over him because he's he's obvious, but we have some other talent here in a different matchup. Uh, we know Giannis is still playing a little banged up, and it's on the back end of a back-to-back. And at the whopping price of 12-3, um, I'm going to have a less exposure to him than um, other people might. On the Knicks side of the ball, we see uh, we have some 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 things to look at at the front court. Um, one guy to look at, I'm not in the front court. I'm looking at RJ Barrett a little bit. He put up 33 fantasy points against this Milwaukee Bucks team uh, about a week ago, about five days ago, and he only shot eight of 21 from the field. But those 21 shots marked the most shots that he's taken on the season. Uh, so that is definitely noteworthy to me. Again, he only made eight of them, two of seven from three. But 21 shots, the most he's taken on the season, is something I'm looking at. And while it was only 33 points, say he hit two more of those shots, uh, he hits value there uh, nicely. Um, he already hit it, but he, he beats value nicely there. So RJ Barrett is a guy that I'm looking at. Uh, I know a lot of Randall exposure. He is 10-3. That is, that is a hefty price tag. Um, he put up 58.5 fantasy points against these guys. Again, five days ago with uh, 32 points, 12 rebounds, uh, four assists. Can look to him again, but we'll see exactly what happens. And I would like him even more if uh, Noel or Mitch Robb didn't play. He's going to get more center minutes probably as the backup, lone backup center. Uh, so I would get more Randall exposure if we know that they're not going to play. Speaking of knowing if they're not going to play, uh, Tosh Gibson at the bare minimum 3K is a guy we can definitely look at. Uh, he played 31 minutes in the last one without Mitch Robb and with Noel leaving. I would expect that to be his baseline, and he brought back 22.5 fantasy points. Uh, he only takes four shots. We don't. We know that. We know he's just going to pitch in uh, around the boards, get some defensive numbers, pitch in tiny bit of points, but at 3K, the bare minimum, uh, if he's going to be the starting center getting 30-plus minutes here, got to take a look at him. Um, Obi Toppin would be another guy. He should say, He should play more minutes in this one, but he only played nine in the last one, which was very odd to me. I could expect him to play a little bit more here if both those guys are out. Um, we know his penchant for scoring, uh, even in limited minutes. Another guy you can take a chance on. Uh, if you want to go against the grain of the Taj Gibson likely chalk. All right, we'll jump on over to the first games that start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the Dallas Mavericks traveling to Chicago to take on the Bulls. Um, we have a 214 game total. The Bulls are three-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Maxi Kleba as out for the Mavs, and the Bulls have uh, Zach Levine as available, and then we have Kobe White and Patrick Williams as out. Start with the Mavs side of the ball. Uh, 
That's a tough one. The Bulls have currently a top five defense um, in the league. They're playing in a bottom 10 pace in the league. Uh, and they're playing just really good team basketball. Not someone you, not a team that you totally want to attack. Uh, Luca, always in play, obviously, because of who he is, what he does. Um, but I don't, this necessarily might not be a ceiling game at, at 10, 11 4. Uh, if you're looking for cash and you just want a safe, safer play, obviously, he's, he's a guy who can just put up 50. But ceiling game, uh, this isn't one of the ones that I would expect it. Can he do it? Obviously, he's Luca, but um, going to shy away there for the, for the most part. Probably not going to have a ton of exposure to this team in general. Um, I still think Porzingis' price tag is a little low, but he's not even hitting 30 minutes. Uh, so until that happens, uh, even though he can bring back 35, 40 fantasy points in under 30, he's a guy I'm just going to leave alone here. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith is a cheap option that I... Don't mind looking at, um, but he doesn't have the upside there. For the most part, it's it's the two big guys that get all the usage here. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is another guy who gets who gets the third most usage, but he hasn't been taking the shots in the last two games. Um, I'm not going to have much exposure to the Mavs in general. And then I'm going to jump on over to the other side of the ball. That is the Chicago Bulls. Playing fantastic basketball right now. Um, the Mavs also given up the 10th least amount of points in the league. Um, and they are playing at a pace that is in the bottom five of the league. So another team that's just playing it slow. While there are so much fantasy names here, so many fantasy names, so much fantasy goodness, um, probably going to have less exposure again than most other teams. I think Vooch makes the most sense because of the matchup. Um, the Mavs, we know, are susceptible to getting beat by centers, uh, especially with Kleba out and them starting Powell, who's not been great, and then their backups, uh, Cauley Stein, Moses Brown, uh, Boban, who doesn't play. I, Moses Brown doesn't play either, but uh, not the greatest. Uh, we can They're susceptible to giving up a ton of points. Um, so I don't mind looking at uh, Vooch, even though his price tag is 8-8. I think Levine is another guy. He's been scoring the basketball just phenomenally this year at 26 points per game, even though they made all of these additions. Uh, still scoring, still getting nearly six rebounds and over four assists a game. Um, he's averaging 41 fantasy points. Literally, look at his look at his numbers. The last uh, five games, 40, 42, 40, 47, 41. Uh, you want to hit value? Even in the matchup, whatever you want to expect, even with all these people around him, uh, he's hitting value. So the up, while the upside isn't there for like a 55, 60-point game for the most part, uh, the dude is just crushing value every time and hitting it. So uh, he is super safe, and I can go there uh, more confidently. Then the other guys, you know, if you want to take a shot, Caruso's playing a ton of minutes, 4,300. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., Javante Green, Io Desunmi. Uh, they're all getting these minutes, and they're all – it's like a pick-this-game type of thing uh, with whoever's going to pop off on this one. I think Caruso is the safest of the group for obvious reasons. Such a – his role is defined. Uh, he gets all these minutes, um, and, they, and they don't mind playing smaller. So, uh, But the other three guys, if you want to take a shot at them, by all means, they are in play. Uh, I would rank them Green, Io, and then Derek Jones Jr. in that order from those three. Um, but – they're all worthy of a shot in, in a GPP if you want to take a chance on somebody who's super cheap <clears throat> and might not have as much exposure as a possible Taj Gibson or uh, some of these other guys. All right, let's jump on over to the next game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Charlotte Hornets traveling to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies in what is the highest scoring total of the night at 226 and a half and the grizzlies are four point home favorites um on the injury report we have pj washington is out for the hornets on the grizzlies we have dylan brooks zaire williams as questionable best ponds killian tilly as out two four as they call him might be back and dylan brooks but 
Uh, we'll start with the Hornets on this side of the ball. This is going to be, um, even if you didn't look at the total, this is this is the game that people are going to attack. Uh, the Grizzlies and the Hornets are giving up. They are literally bottom two in the league in points given up. Hornets as a whopping five more, uh, near four and a half more points given up. But these two teams are giving up the most points in the league right now. And uh, it's a it's a big difference from from the rest of the league for the most part. Uh, Memphis is only playing at mid-tier pace, while Charlotte is playing at one of the league's fastest paces. Uh, it's going to be a fast game. It's going to be a lot of scoring, a lot of turnovers, a lot of fantasy goodness here. So uh, most of these people are in play. Plumlee wasn't to me, but with P.J. Washington out, uh, they'll probably play him. They'll, they'll have to play him again 30 minutes unless they go real small uh, with like a Bridges, Oubre, Hayward type of front court. Um but uh, Miles Bridges in this matchup looks real good at 8-1. Uh, Gordon Hayward at 6-8. LaMelo Ball at 10. I don't want to spend that 10, uh, but he can easily beat that. But that, that's a price tag that I'm going to live to fight another day on uh, and attack some of his teammates. Miles Bridges, 81. Yes, it's still high, but uh, this dude's been on fire this year, and this is just a fantastic matchup. Uh, Terry Rozier at 6-3. I prefer Gordon Hayward over him, but he's quietly taken 22 shots in the last two games each. So that's 44 shots in two games. He's only hit uh, he's hit 19 of them, which is solid. But uh, he doesn't do enough outside of shots if he's taking them to, to like it. And Gordon Hayward's more well-rounded game is only $500 more. Uh, I will take that. Yeah, I think uh, Oubre is another guy you can look at, 4,200. Most of this team you, you can look at. Um, he's not playing as many minutes as he did quite early in the year, but they still don't have B.J. Washington. So can take a can take a look at him there. But I think uh, Bridges, Hayward, Plumlee are the three that I like the most on this side of the ball. And I'm going to jump on over to Memphis. And again, you can like a lot of these guys. Um, Jaw has been on fire to start the year, 9,900. Probably not going to play him as much. Um, this I need to know about Dylan Brooks. Uh, Dylan Brooks is in here at 7,100. Obviously, I'm not going to play him, but that just messes a little bit of the other rotation. Is he going to start? Is he going to come off the bench? I, I think he could be a really solid six man. Um, but who does he bump if he starts? Does he bump Melton or does he bump Bain and have Bain run the second unit uh, as the primary um, option over there? And they have a very solid um Melton, Brook, Wing, defensive rotation. Um, see exactly what happens there. But Jaron Jackson Jr. at 6-1, I don't think he's going to be affected by any of the news. And with the news that he um, he's going to be playing more center, which obviously is great for his fantasy value, at 6,100 in this matchup. Yes, please, play some center. Um, I think that's a smash spot if he does get 10 to 12 minutes at center here. Uh, Melton and Bain. I really like them. I just want to wait on Dylan Brooks uh, because he will. Uh, we will need to see what happens if Dylan Brooks plays. Uh, but both those guys in this type of matchup, especially Bain, uh, who shoots and who's who's a better shooter, uh, Melton is streaky, is someone we can target at that mid-tier price. Um, Kyle Anderson, 4,400. The guy keeps finding himself in the lineup. He's been really rock solid as a sixth man. Uh, his minutes kind of fluctuate, but his role is the same. And uh, with the news that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to play more center and and Jenkins likes him at center, uh, that means more minutes for Kyle Anderson at the four, even at the three. Hopefully Dylan Brooks doesn't play his minute because that that affects him as well. Um, But that that is music to Kyle Anderson uh, people's ears, hearing that Jenkins likes uh, Jackson at the five. That hurts Sam um, Adams, but... Steven Adams, but um, helps Kyle Anderson. And it also helps Brandon Clark, who had himself a really good game. I don't think I'm going to chase that Brandon Clark game. Uh, but this is a matchup that if you were going to chase it, it's it's one that's going to be fun. Uh, but I do think Kyle Anderson, much safer. It is an, an extra $1,100. Uh, Melton Bain, pretty solid if Brooks doesn't play. And Jaron Jackson is a guy that we can play regardless here. All right. Um, before I jump on over to the next game, 
want to let you guys know that the NBA is back and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get their skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Uh, Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NBA today. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So if they win, you win with promo code NBA today. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Uh, before I jump on the next one, I got to take a sip of water. Ah, that felt good. All right. We have the last game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder at the New Orleans Pelicans. We have a 2-11 game total, uh, which is tied for the lowest on the night. And the Pelicans are four and a half point home favorites. Um, sounds like Vegas is saying that Brandon Ingram is going to play, though he, him, and Herbert Jones are questionable, and Zion Williams, uh, Williamson, and Dalton Holmes are out. Uh, but four and a half point home favorite. Yeah, it is the Thunder, but Pelicans have been playing bad. I just think uh, Vegas is trying to say Ingram's playing, but I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder. Don't have anyone on the roster that is out for this one or questionable or probable. But we'll jump on over to the Thunder since they are the away team. Um, very good matchup for Shy. If you want to pay a little bit down for a number one option, this is a guy you can look at. Uh, we were looking at Ja, who's nearly uh, who's a thousand dollars more. Uh, we're looking at Lamelo, who's eleven hundred dollars more. Uh, Ja's been playing or uh, Shy's been playing really well, over forty-five fantasy points. Uh, Two games before this, over 40 in the last three, uh, over 40 in four of the last five games. So, um, And then before that, even more. He's been playing really, really, really well. And this is a matchup that against one of the worst teams in the league, surprisingly, uh, a team giving up 112, over 112 points per game, uh, playing at a pretty fast pace and just not, not been that good overall, especially with without Ingram, without Zion, without their, their stud guys. Um, yeah, we can look at Shy here, and if you don't want to pay up for Shy, uh, Josh Giddy, sixty-five hundred. He, we know his role. Uh, that's that's not a, it's a price tag that's slightly high for what he's been bringing back, but uh, he can beat this in this matchup. Uh, there's no opposing threat on the other side of the ball that um, I have to really worry about here uh, for for Josh Giddy to do his well-rounded game here. Um, Darius Baisley, forty-eight hundred. Pretty solid matchup. We, Vegas is hinting that uh, Ingram is playing, but uh, it, it helps if he doesn't. That's a good matchup for Baisley. He's a lot bigger than who's likely going to start at power forward. Uh, could be Josh Hart, and everybody pushes down. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see. Uh, but Baisley at forty eight hundred is a solid price tag. Um, outside of that, uh, it's it's like a guessing game on who's going to start at center and who's going to actually play a lot at center. Last game we saw. Uh, James Robinson Earl started at center, and it was Muscala who went off. Uh, game before that, we we saw Derek Favors have a double double in uh, 28 minutes, um, and it just keeps switching on and off between these guys on who's getting the lion's share of minutes, who's showing up. This one, we got rid of Isaiah Roby. They put him in the G League, but we still there's still a cluster of three guys in at center, and and Pokemon could always play center. I mean, he's always he's seven feet tall, and Darius Baisley can play center too, even though they're not. Um, his best performance a couple years ago when he was a rookie was at center. Uh, so a lot to think about, but I think uh, Giddy, Baisley, and Shy are the safest options on the team that we can look at. And everybody else is kind of uh, finding out where they fit in after that. On the other side of the ball, Ingram is the big news. Uh, is he in? Is he out? I don't know. Uh, again, Vegas has these guys as four-and-a-half-point home favorites. Uh, they are home, so that always leads the the spread to the home team, but they just aren't good without them. So very 
hard to see four and a half point uh, if Ingram was out. <clears throat> that said, um, J-Val, with or without Ingram, uh, hopefully without if, if it's without uh, Ingram, that's a solid play there. Uh, it is a, it is a hefty price tag, so I'm not going to have a lot of exposure. But he just is the number one option on the team. Um, with without Ingram, Graham Walker and especially Hart uh, all become options. Uh, with Ingram, a little bit less. Though the Thunder aren't the greatest of teams, uh, they're quietly in the top half in the league of points given up, and they're quietly. Um, they're playing a little bit fast, but it, they're middle of the pack in points given up, pace, uh, and defensive metrics. So it's not like it's a, a smash spot uh, when we do see the Thunder, especially when the Pelicans just have people in and out of their lineup all the time and are not playing in sync whatsoever. So uh, even if Ingram plays, I think Josh Hart would make a little bit of sense here at 5-2, but it just dings all those guys uh, just enough to where there's 13 games on the slate don't have to to love it there and and herbert jones might play also he's questionable uh that's another guy who's going to take some minutes and muddy up that that situation though he doesn't take a ton of shots he takes enough uh and he finds himself on the court enough when he was playing that uh muddies all that up and i don't want to really invest in too much there and ingram in his first game back with a hamstring injury at 87 on a slate like this i'll, I'll leave that alone as well all right, I'm going to jump on over to the first game that, and the only game that starts at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. We have the Sacramento Kings traveling to San Antonio to take on the Spurs. We have a 222.5 game total, and the Spurs are 1.5 point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Tyrese Halliburton, Terrence Davis, both questionable for the Kings. And the Spurs have uh, Zach Collins, Jakob Pertl, both out, Kiata Bates D up as questionable. Start with the Kings. Um, Halliburton questionable is some big news here. Uh, if he doesn't play, we could see Davion Mitchell jump into the starting lineup. We could see Buddy Heald, but I think they like Buddy as that sixth man to carry the 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 bench and then obviously play with the starters as well. Uh, so I think Davion might draw the start there. And De'Aaron Fox would have more ball handling responsibilities. Uh, he would play on ball a lot more. And we might be able to see the De'Aaron Fox that uh, we were expecting. More of the De'Aaron Fox that we were expecting. So uh, uh, with that said, Rashawn Holmes at 6'9". In a matchup that doesn't feature Pirtle and sees a lot of more of Drew Eubanks and uh, Thad Young. I, I like that. The, the Spurs, we know, play at a fast pace. Uh, their defense hasn't been great. And especially without their best defender, it hasn't been as great. But they play at a, uh, a league, at one of the league's highest paces, the Spurs. Um, the Kings play fairly fast as well. Um, top 10 in pace as well. Um, I think Rashawn Holmes will find himself in a very good spot at 6900 And I like that price tag. Uh, Buddy, Hol- uh, well, Buddy Holmes. Uh, Buddy Heald at 6300 just mentioned he's I would expect him to come off the bench still and start Mitchell um, but that doesn't mean there's not extra minutes extra ball handling duties extra shots extra usage all of that extra stuff when Halliburton is not on the court that Buddy Heald has been playing great with um, we saw last year when Halliburton missed some time Buddy Heald picked up his game and I expect that to happen again in an exploitable matchup at 6300 like that price tag and Davion Mitchell I just mentioned before uh, Terrence Davis doesn't play much, but that's a couple extra minutes on the wings for Mitchell. And if Halliburton also doesn't play, that's a lot of extra weight, uh, minutes there. And he might get the start here at 4,600. Really like that. Uh, if Halliburton does play, I'm going to stay m- mainly at Holmes. And I'll still take a chance at uh, Buddy Hield and Mitchell, but it just won't be the upside uh, that I'm hoping for. All right. On the other side of the ball, we have the Spurs. Uh, we see DeJounte Murray all the way at 9,700, and rightfully so. The guy has been fantastic. Um, and we see Derek White dropping 6,400. Uh, Derek White has been in a slump, but I'm going to take a chance on him. Uh, 6,400 is a solid price tag. We know shooting guards against the Kings historically in the last handful of years, especially since Luke has been there, 
have gotten crushed. Uh, so this is a potential get right game for him. Obviously, I like Murray, his his well-rounded game a little bit better this year, but uh, that price tag is high. Uh, so I will go with Derek White to bounce back in this one. Uh, and then in the front court, I'm looking at Eubanks, Thad Young. Both these guys should get a lot of minutes. There's no uh, Yaka Pirtle. Drew Eubanks has been starting, so we can look at him at 4,600. Uh, but Thad Young has a very, very big role on this team right now. And at 5,800, we know what he's capable of is a well-rounded game, uh, and he can beat that in a likely very fast matchup between two teams in the top 10 in pace uh, and two teams not playing the greatest of defense. So I like them there. Uh, and those two guys uh, I'll be taking chances at. Uh, not so much uh, Vassal or Walker. I think we do have other value on here that, that we can look at, uh, that we don't have to force that in there. All right, the first game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Indiana Pacers traveling to Denver to take on the Nuggets. On the in, um, over-under, we have a 213 game total, and the Pacers are two-point road favorites. Uh, we have, on the injury report, Malcolm Brogdon as questionable, uh, Isaiah Jackson as out, TJ Warren as out. The Nuggets have... Um, the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, is suspended for this one. We have Michael Porter Jr., Jamal William, or Jamal Murray, and Vlatko Kinkar all out. And Monte Morris as probable. We'll start with the Pacers. Uh, <clears throat> the Nuggets have been giving up the least amount of points in the NBA to start the year. The only team in the league not averaging over 100 points a game. Uh, the second is 101.5 at the Warriors. That's been a very, very good defense for them. Uh, they're playing at one of the league's slowest paces, bottom five. <clears throat> Pacers are uh, in the middle of the pack there, but they're also giving up a lot of points. They're bottom ten in the league in points given up here. But um, there's no heel kick, so this entire matchup changes. And we're seeing the Pacers as road favorites in Denver. Uh so that, that tells all you need to tell there. I expect Malcolm Brogdon to play in this one. They have him listed as questionable, but they already announced that he's expected to play. And that that's a pretty solid price tag at 7500 for him. Um, I, I like that. I like Miles uh, Turner at 6'9", knowing that there's not going to be a Jokic on the other side of the ball. That also helps Sabonis. But I, I, I've been going back to Sabonis and back to Sabonis. And he just hasn't been great the last three. I can see a bounce back in this one, so don't mind it. But at 10-2, I don't know why his price tag is continually going up, even though he's not playing great. Uh, it doesn't. It was very hard to fathom his price tag in the 9-3 and 9-4 in the last two games. And then all of a sudden now it's 10-2. He didn't even top 40 points in either of those games, so not exactly sure why his price tag jumped into the 10K range. Uh, they're expecting a blow-up because... Yoki is not here, and I can see that. So I don't fault people for playing it. I just don't like when people get those price bumps and it uh, out of nowhere, even though their play has been off. Um, really irks me. But Malcolm Brogdon, if he's ready for a full complement of minutes, I know this is the first game of a back-to-back for the Pacers, so uh, he might not play a full complement of minutes, or he could and then just miss tomorrow. So that's something to think about as well. But uh, Miles Turner at that 6'9", with no Jokic, likely going to be uh, J. Michael Green, Jeff Green, maybe some Bull Bull. Uh, none of those guys are intimidating. I think Miles Turner can have himself a very big game as well if you can't spend up for Sabonis. Um, and yeah, I'm going to stick to those guys pretty much. The the mid high mid-tier, low mid-tier price tags there uh, for them. Uh, Chris, Chris Durte. At 5,200 is a guy you can take if you think this game is going to get out of hand. But Pacers have been so bad lately. Uh, even in a matchup without all their, their best players, don't know if it will get out of hand here. And then I'll jump on over to Denver. Who? They don't have their top three options from last year. Jokic, Murray, Porter, all out. Uh, yep, we can look right at Will Barton at 6,300. We can look right at Aaron Gordon and Monte Morris at 52 and 44, respectively. Uh, they're going to have to carry this team just to keep it competitive. And uh, like the, the usage is off the charts. 
look at all the numbers without their top three options. It's not there are not many instances where Jokic, Murray, and Porter are all out for an entire game. Uh, so not a lot of data to back that up, but a lot of common sense points to Will Barton is the number one option. Uh, Monte Morris is probably number two. Aaron Gordon has freedom to do whatever he wants, like he did in his Orlando days, uh, playing a little bit more point point Gordon over here. So uh, I think those three guys are all in really good spots here, as long as they can keep this game competitive enough. Uh, Bones Highland, thirty three hundred. They're going to need him to score here. Uh, so he's a guy you can take a chance on. I mentioned uh, J. Michael Green earlier. Uh, we also have Jeff Green. I prefer J. Michael at 3,200. Uh, we know his fantasy game just translates a little bit more. Probably going to start at center. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of options on this Nuggets team without Jokic and, and Porter in the uh, joining Murray on the sideline. Um, but I think Barton, Gordon, Morris make the most sense. And if you want to take a chance, uh, J. Michael Green, very uh, he also makes a lot of sense. And Bones Highland is a guy you can take a chance on. Uh, they're going to need him to play and 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 score here in this one. They're going to need some type of offense uh, off that bench that is depleted. <clears throat> All right. And we have uh, the next game, second game and last game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Portland Trailblazers traveling to Phoenix to take on the Suns. Uh, we have a 221.5 game total with the Suns 5.5 point home favorites. We don't have an injury report yet for the, the Blazers, but on the Suns side of the ball, we have DeAndre Ayton, Dario Saric, both out, and Landry Shamet as doubtful. Uh, the Blazers have nobody on the injury report, but they are pretty much healthy too uh, entering this one. While they didn't submit it officially, doesn't look like anyone's going to miss unless there's a surprise there. Um, though they did play last night, so we will see. We will see. All right. On the Blazers side of the ball, I'm not loving too much of it. I will take some chances at uh, Norm Powell, 5600 I think that's a solid price tag. Though I think there's a lot more of those price tags to go around in that range that I don't really want to take a chance on Powell. Uh, Covington, 4300 not terrible. Um, he's been playing pretty solid lately. And it's just low enough to uh, differ from the field there. But in general, it's a tough matchup, even without DeAndre Ayton in there. And I really don't want much to do uh, with a struggling Lillard right now at 10-1. Uh, we just talked about Sabonis getting his price tag bumped up to 10-2. And even though I don't like that bump, I think he's a lot safer than uh, Lillard in this one who also got a $900 bump from the last game. So uh, <laughs> both of them getting bumps, I'll take Sabonis in the matchup that doesn't have Jokic or Porter or most of their team. Um, and everybody else out here, uh, the the Suns are still one of the better defensive teams in the league. And McCollum, Nurkic has a, has a plus spot here, but at 72, don't really love it. Uh, he hasn't been bringing great value back anyway. I just think the price tag is pretty solid. Um, not leaving much meat left on the bone for them. I'm going to pass it on over to the Sun side of the ball. Um, no DeAndre Ayton. Frank Kaminsky is going to play a, a lion's share of the minutes with Javal McGee. I think both of them can be in play at 5K and 4-2 respectively. Don't love them, um, but they're they're in play for me. My Macau Bridges at 5100 is the guy I'm looking at. I think wings against the, uh, the the Blazers have been taking advantage of uh, of that matchup there. Uh, Blazers play fast. Blazers have been giving up a lot of points. Uh, something that you can take a look at. Chris Paul, I love the matchup for him. Don't love the 9K price tag as much. Uh, keeps rising and rising. But um, probably not going to have much exposure there too. But I do prefer him over uh, Devin Booker, who's $800 more. Uh, Booker's been playing a little bit better than him lately, but the matchup for Chris Paul is just uh, fantastic, and I love that. Uh, but outside, I'm, I'm mostly looking at Bridges and the two center options because um, also Shemet is out uh, about the two center options because Aiton is out here, and I think the value is to to like there. Uh, Cam Johnson is a guy you can look at at 3,200 as well uh, without Shemet. Should play a couple more minutes off the bench. Uh, be the primary wing off the bench, uh, not having to share it with Shemet there. All right. 
Last two games of the night, the first one at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Golden State to take on the Warriors. Uh, we have a 220 game total, and the Warriors are eight-point home favorites. On the injury report, uh, we don't have anybody for the Wolves, and the Warriors just have Clay Thompson and James Wiseman as out. I'll start with the Wolves. Uh, Towns at near 11K in this matchup. I shall pass. Uh, Anthony Edwards at 8K in this matchup. Like it. I I think Edwards can beat it, but don't think I have to force it. I will likely pass. Uh, D'Angelo Russell just coming back from that injury in that last one. uh, Played 41 minutes and dropped 30 actual points. Um, This is a revenge game because he played. He was traded from the Warriors to this very Minnesota team, uh, but at 7-1, likely not going to have a ton of exposure to him. Pat Bev, 4,300. This is a guy that loves to play against Steph Curry. Uh, he started in the last one. A guy I'll take a chance on. I don't love him here, but he gets up for these big games. Even though I don't really like him, uh, he does get up for these big games, and he's he's played pretty well. I'm given the opportunity. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, he played 31 minutes in the last one. He was kind of on and off, on and off playing uh, with his role. But he he made some shots in the last one, and they kept him on uh, for 31 minutes there. Uh, If he's going to see 25-plus minutes, uh, he should be able to beat value most of the time. I know his game's been off to start this year, but only 3K at a uh, starting position, uh, something that we can like there. Uh, We can take a chance on. Um, But, yeah, the Warriors are just one of the best defensive teams in the league. And they've been playing like that lately. Um, they've been locking up opposing centers. They've been locking up wings. Uh, Russell probably has the best matchup against Curry here. And at 7-1, I'll take a chance or two. But it's not something that I, I that I can trust. Uh, he's outside of the last game. He's not been playing great um, to start the year. And it's just it's more of a GPP play because he's just not safe. All right on the Warriors side of the ball. Uh, Curry is now a whopping 11-7 after that game that he had in the last last one near triple-double with a 50-point near triple-double. Uh, just a monstrous game against Atlanta. Uh, 86 fantasy points. Uh, but I'm not going to go back to the him in this one. Um, I think Jordan Poole makes a lot of sense in this one at 6,300. He's also been playing really well. And we can't expect Curry to drop another 50-burger on us uh, and Jordan Poole still took 17 shots in that last game uh, and taking double digit shots in all of the last five games with 13 being the lowest uh, bringing back consistent 30 points uh, at the minimum in the last three games I think values to be had here in a, in a nice matchup um, doesn't have much defensive attention when all of it's going to Steph Curry uh, some of it's going to Wiggins and Draymond Green has uh, finding them for open looks. So I think Jordan Poole is my favorite play on this team, value-wise, uh, point-per-dollar-wise. Um, and then I'll look at Bielitsa. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. might not play. That's some minutes to go around there. And uh, Bielitsa can play center, play power forward. And at 3,400, uh, he's going to see five more, six more minutes in this one. You can take a look at him. We know he has a pretty solid fantasy game when he's getting the time on the floor. Uh, and Gary Payton Jr., at 3,300, his role's been pretty solid. Uh, he played 20 minutes or more in the last two games. He's still bringing back value, and his price tag actually dropped $100 since that last one. Um, he's not taking a ton of shots, but he's doing a lot of other things, getting a lot of steals, pitching in on the rebounds, a uh, couple assists. And if he takes 5 to 10 shots in this one, um, he'll bring back value at near minimum. So uh, another guy that I'll take a look at here. All right, on the other, the last game of the night, we have the Miami Heat taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, we have a 215 game total, and the Heat are three-point road favorites. On the injury report, it is an extensive one. Uh, We have, for the Lakers, Trevor Ariza, Taylor Norton Tucker, LeBron James, Kendrick Nunn, all out. Anthony Davis probable, but... um, Austin Reeves and Rajon Rondo as questionable. On the Heat, 
we have Markeith Morris, Victor Oladipo, out. Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, questionable. Caleb Martin, Max Struss, probable. Big, big, big injury report for both these teams. Uh, we'll start with the, the Heat. Um, we have Jimmy Butler at 9-6. I mean, he's in play, even if everybody plays. But obviously, if they don't play, uh, him and Kyle Lowry are pretty much running this team. Uh, you're not going to have Tyler Hero, though he comes off the bench. Um, he plays a lot with the starters, obviously. Uh, that's a lot of usage to go around. Uh, you're not going to have, if Bam Adebayo doesn't play, a lot of usage to go around. It's going to be the Butler and Kyle Lowry show. Uh, Dwayne Dedman looks really enticing as well at 3,200 if there's no Adebayo. And we already don't have Markeith Morris. Uh, so that's just a lot of front court minutes to go around. He might even see some time next to Bam. Don't think so, but could see that with the, this team thinned out. So it's things to look at. I don't mind putting Butler in the lineup, in a lineup, and just hope that Hero and or Bam don't play. Uh, and if they do, still can bring back value here. And if they don't, uh, you know that very good spot. Um, Kyle Lowry, seventy-seven hundred. Like him in this one again. We might not have Bam or Hero. I would prefer if they don't play. Unlike Butler, don't really want to play him. If those two guys are in, I'd rather play Tyler Hero uh, over Lowry if he's playing. Uh, but there's a chance you can take in in, in your lineups. Um, other people might not take them. And you might be able to separate from the pack there. Uh, Deadman, obviously, if Bam doesn't play, he's likely to draw the start. 3,200. There's not many backups there on, on the team to... To throw in that front court, so um, very good value there. Uh, just a lot to sort out when your Bam and, and Hero are both questionable for this one. All right, uh, jumping on over to the LA side of the ball, and we don't have LeBron. We know that Westbrook, uh, though he's been super inefficient in turning the ball over, uh, he has he, last game he had a, a triple double against Charlotte. Uh, hasn't been playing the greatest at 11-3. He jumped up 900. Probably going to sit him out here uh, against this Heat squad. I would prefer Davis, but I'm probably not going to play either of them. Uh, Carmelo Anthony at 5,800. Can take a shot at him. Uh, with no LeBron, you know that his usage is going up and up and up, and he's never afraid to shoot the ball. Uh, though this Heat squad is one of the best defenses in the league, um, by any metric, it's still, there's no LeBron. There's a ton of usage to go around. Uh, Westbrook is not making many shots, and... Uh, Mello is never the one to shy away from that. Uh, outside of that, probably not much. Maybe some Dwight Howard at 3,500. Um, but there's really not much to love in this matchup. It's going to be a tough, tough matchup. And Westbrook and Davis have their prices sky high right now. All right. That does it for today's edition of the whopping 13-game slate for the 10th uh, of November. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you again tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a smaller three-game slate again for you for Thursday uh, after this near every team in the league playing on Wednesday. Uh, but I believe Mike and Harris will be catching you guys tomorrow. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.